0: believe that a lot of times it feels like that we can sing songs and uh, and not really think about what the words really mean and uh, really put them into action into our life but truly truly he is all that we need you can be seated tonight Uh, we're gonna get into the word but first I got a text message, and I believe that I missed an announcement. We have a couple in the church that in just a few weeks, a couple weeks, are going to be getting married, amen, and uh, Sister Tracy Ingram is having a bridal shower on, uh, that is tomorrow night, is that correct? Tomorrow night, 7 p.m. here in the fellowship hall at the church, and she is registered at Target and Amazon so all of you ladies it'd be nice for you to show up and be a part of that and uh, again that's tomorrow night here at the fellowship hall at the church at seven o'clock and she's registered at target and amazon and i'm so sorry for missing that announcement Um, sometimes it's difficult to see them all and to catch them all but i'm glad that i got a text message somebody was paying attention and said brother randall you messed up and i can admit whenever i mess up amen Anybody else can do that? Don't nod your head, Dwayne. It's all right. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Well, we are. uh, It's it's a wonderful privilege to be in the house of the Lord tonight, to have this opportunity uh, to be standing before such an incredible church and congregation, and uh, to bring the Word tonight to you. And I don't have I told the team at the beginning of, of service just before we started. I told them I said, I don't have a cool title slide tonight. I don't really even have a title for what I'm wanting to uh, what I'm wanting to speak to you tonight. but my intention is to try to encourage someone, to try to encourage someone in the Lord. Uh, there's there's plenty of time for us to um, to be around the altar to to pour out of ourselves and uh, and that we, we need that in our life. we have to have that in our life I, I don't know uh, I, I, I know it's been a week and, and I'm a slacker sometimes and and uh, I haven't gone back and watched the live stream yet from Brother Perryman's sermon last Wednesday but uh, it was also whenever we got done with our class too, uh, to the foundations class to hear. Uh, literally just wailing upstairs and, and and praying and people crying and pouring out before God. And, and what, what an incredible presence that we had in the house. And, and we need that in our life. But sometimes we go through situations, we go through trials. Uh, life gets a little rough for us, and we just need some encouragement to be able to make it. Has anyone ever been there before? You just need some encouragement to be able to make it. Well, tonight I want to try to help someone. I want to try to um, help the church. I want to try to help even myself and in my own family, my own home sometimes, to be able to make it through life's difficult days, life's difficult days. Um, If you've been alive very long, and if you're up here tonight and you're not in the nursery, then most of you have been alive for a while. And uh, you've probably already learned, I don't care what age you are, you've probably already learned a lesson that life sometimes can get rough, that life sometimes can be hard. Life can hit you whenever you don't expect it and sometimes where you don't expect it. Life, even with God, sometimes is difficult to maneuver. Uh, there's, and, and I say this often, I know I've mentioned this in sermons before, but uh, it, it, it's important for us to remember that that even Even after coming to an altar of prayer, repenting of your sins, being baptized in the name of Jesus, having those washed away and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, having the Spirit of God dwelling within us, there are still going to be times, there are still going to be situations and days that you're going to hit bumps in the road. Right? There's going to be situations and times that, that, that are going to be difficult to navigate and difficult to get through and, and circumstances that, that you weren't prepared for. We'll find ourselves as we travel this, this road of life. We'll, we'll have the, this, this uh, arrangement in front of us sometimes of, of circumstances and feelings and emotions and, and places that, that we didn't expect to be and, and things that we didn't expect to go through and 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 life sometimes will just get difficult for us one day it will seem like everything is going right and i know that there's some people other than myself that can attest to this that that you'll be just traveling down this road of life one day and it'll seem like everything is going the way it's supposed to everything's perfect and and sometimes we call those mountaintop experiences my problem with mountaintop experiences is that there's only one place to go from there. <laughs> and uh, it, it, sometimes whenever I have a day that I feel like everything's perfect, I'm like, oh no. Oh no, what's about to happen, you know? And, and we, we, we have those days where everything seems right and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, one phone call can completely change how the day is going, right? That one circumstance, one problem can, can just completely change our outlook on life, that, that it can get in our head and, and, and get in our psyche and cause us to think that there's no hope and no way that we're ever going to make it through this circumstance or, the, or this problem. I, I've been many times in a place where, where I'll, I'll do the bills and I'll look at my bank account and I'll be like, man, we're doing good. And then life happens, Right. And and just one thing, maybe maybe it's a small car accident, or or you lose your job, or or I mean, it, it can be a very small thing, or it can be a great thing that happens that causes you to realize that man, life is tough, life is is going to throw me curveballs, and it's going to be hard to navigate sometimes. Simple things in our life can make a huge difference, and and and. and it can be as simple as, and I, I'm, just, I'm just throwing things out here. I'm, I, I was While I was preparing this today, I was just kind of going through my head of just things that's happened, things that's happened in my life, and, and may, maybe someone else has, has gone through this before where you had something as simple as maybe a meeting tomorrow that you had to be at, and you ate the wrong thing the night before, and now your stomach's upset, you've got food poisoning, you're missing a deadline, and it just seems like everything that can go wrong is going wrong in that circumstance, in that time. And it's crazy how, even though things are going good, and for the most part, I mean, you've had a mountaintop experience. It seems like everything is is on the right track. And one little thing can step into our life. One little problem can come into our life and make us feel like there's no hope and there's no way and there's no opportunity that that we're going to have in order to make it through this situation. While well, some of these things are minor, and some of them are major events that happen. Maybe, maybe it's a test that you had, and and the doctor's called, and he's got bad news. Maybe it's a major event in your life, but they are all things that can make life difficult. Maybe it's problems at home or situations at school, young people that you're going through that just make life difficult to go through and what's sad is that difficulty is just another part of life just like everything going great is a part of life difficulty is a part of life today uh, if you are breathing on earth you know that today is September 11th that this is uh, the day that marks the 18th anniversary of a terror attack on our country, and I—I I did not put this together today for for us for this to be able to fit in. But as I was building this, it felt like—and maybe it was just because I was just covered up today with all of the things on Facebook, or if you get in the car and drive down the road, it's on the radio, just it, it just over and over and over. All you hear about is 9/11, but it's a day that that we as a country, we as a nation, learn. That things can be just fine one day and then the next day our world is turned upside down, right? I saw a post that talked about how uh, it, it was on actually on September 10th, it was yesterday somebody made a post last night that said for 3,000 people this was the last day that they would see their loved one. This was the last day that they would sleep in their own bed. And that's true. It's so true that, that life is fragile, that life is very fragile, and that it can be turned upside down in a moment's notice. And, and again, we, we learned this 18 years ago, those of you who were alive, those of you who weren't whatever, all right? Why are you so young? <laughs> Some people just learn about this day in history books. While other of us, others of us had to live through it. But if you were alive on that day, if you were, were even conscious on that day, you knew, you know where you were whenever you heard about that moment. You know where you were. You know exactly what it is that you were doing. You know how you found out about it. It, it it seared into our in, into our minds, into our memory, into our brains, the the feelings that we had, the emotions that went through our minds, the uh, the the scenes that we saw on the TV, and 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 maybe while you were commuting from work or to work, you you remember what you heard on the radio as they were giving the updates of of what all was happening on that day. I, I remember exactly the moment. That I was in, I, I I was a freshman in high school. I was in my uh, uh, physical science class, almost a physical education class. I didn't do very well there. I was in physical science class, and I remember it coming across that moment that changed our world, that changed everything about the world that we live in today, and. I can remember being being maybe dumb enough to not really understand all of the things that were going on and, and the gravity of the situation that was happening. But looking back, looking back at that moment, what I remember more, what I remember more about that day and those days to come was not necessarily the things that happened then. But what happened on September 12th and the 13th and the 14th and the weeks to come, the flags that that some would now say are racist were at that time just sold out. You couldn't even get them. You couldn't find them anywhere because everyone had gone out and bought every flag that they could and had them waving in their yards and attached to their vehicles. I I can remember uh, friends of mine and, and I, I wasn't driving yet, but I can remember them zip tying flags to their um, uh, to their car antennas so that as they drove down the road, it would be flying. And we're from the country, folks. Y'all don't have to laugh, all right? It's okay. But they, they were connecting flags to their vehicles and in every way that they could, yards covered with them. And, and you couldn't even find a, a you know, flag t shirt, it didn't exist, you know? And, and it, it was an incredible time. I, I remember if you go back to the Carothersville yearbook of that year, my uh, picture in that yearbook, I had this red, white, and blue pen on that's, that it's like a ribbon, like a folded over ribbon, but everybody was wearing them because we were, we were being patriotic. We were standing up for what we believed in in our country. We were binding together. Communities come to, came together and, and countless emergency workers left from their communities and went to New York to help in the search and rescue efforts. And though I remember very vividly, I remember the meetings, the prayer meetings that happened at city halls. I remember the the schools calling, or si- the citywide days of prayer and fasting that that took place. And I remember the prayer circles at our school around the flagpole, and and citywide church services. You you normally did not see that, but the city was coming together and saying, "We're going to come together as a city and a church, and we're going to pray to God for help in this time of need." On that day President Bush addressed the nation and as he sat in the Oval Office and talked to the nation that he was leading he said a great people has been moved to defend a great nation. Terrorist attacks can shake the foundations of our biggest buildings but they cannot touch the foundation of America. These acts shatter steel but they cannot dent the steel of American resolve. America was targeted for attack because we're the brightest beacon of freedom and opportunity in the world. And no one will keep that light from shining. He continued to use scripture saying that he prays that, that, he would, that we would all be comforted by a greater power and that, and that any of us and all of us would be comforted by the words spoken through the ages from Psalm 23 and he quotes, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. He concludes speaking on the American resolve and reminding that we have stood down enemies in the past and that we will do the same in this situation. You see, this speech was intended to address citizens of the United States, a, a group of people, a, a, a country, a nation, who that entire day has been watching the horrific live videos and shots on their television screens of an attack on their nation. He was addressing a group of people that were in a mindset of defeat and of, of attack, and he, had a a job to do and was attempting to shift their mindset from a place of attack and defeat to a place of power and of might. A place of remembering that we have fought before and we have won that evil has tried to strike against us before and evil has tried to strike in places in this world before and we have fought that evil and we have fought these enemies and we have won before and we will do it again. He was trying to bring up a mindset within this nation not just of attack and defeat but a mindset to be able to fight the evils of the world and to win. It's a pep talk that we have to have and that we need to give ourselves spiritually sometimes. It's a statement that we need to look in the mirror sometimes and say to ourselves... That while the enemy comes against us and while life is difficult and while things happen that we can't understand and we can't explain and we don't know how we're going to make it through, that we know through the word of God that he's done it before and that he'll do it again. Amen. Amen. It, it's something that we have to have within us to maybe even encourage ourselves. I, again, I go back to, uh, to Brother Perryman. I know he preached an incredible sermon again. What, what a great preacher Brother Perryman is. Amen. And, and, yeah, there you go. Woo. There's a time that we find in the Bible. And, I, and like I said, I know he preached on this. And I'm not trying to re a message. He, what an incredible job he does. But David... David comes back to Ziklag in in this store that we find in the Bible, and he finds the city on fire. David finds himself in a situation where he has no one to encourage him. He has no one to help him out and and no one to to tell him it's all going to be okay. He has no family. And his men that he has been leading is talking about stoning him. The Bible says, in this moment, in this moment, city in ruins on fire, families gone, and his men ready to stone him, David encouraged himself in the Lord. He encouraged himself in the Lord. There's gonna be times and situations that we're gonna run into things. And there's not going to be a friend one or a family member one that we're going to find who is going to be able to encourage us. They may say nice words, and and they they may try to help as much as they can. But in our own selves, we, we just understand, we feel like there's no way that I'm ever going to make it through this. And we've got to encourage ourselves. But not with ourselves, not through ourselves, not through our own might or our own power, our own abilities the bible says that david encouraged himself in the lord in the lord the problem is that so many times we try to find so many other areas or people to encourage us we try to find any other circumstance or any other way that we can that we can find for us to be encouraged when the whole time there's one person, there's one being that is able to lift us up, to help us and to bring us through our time of need, and that is the Lord. See many times many times people after they after they have gone to their friends, they've gone to their family, they've gone to books and the internet and God forbid they've gone to Facebook trying to find help for a situation they'll turn to scriptures and, and 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 sometimes take them out of context and they'll go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and they'll say well God won't put more on me than I can handle and and people many people try to use this scripture to to say that this is that this means that 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 God will never let more things happen in my life than than what I'm able to withstand and, and and while that's 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 fine for us to believe and and for us to hang on to this scripture is not necessarily talking about sickness or car trouble that you may be having situations like that that go on in our life it's talking about temptations and it's talking about God making a way of escape in our time of temptation That God does not deal temptation. That that our temptations come from the enemy. Our temptations come from Satan. But that he will not allow more temptation to come upon us than we can handle. That while we are tempted, he will make a way of escape for us to be able to get out of that situation. But you've got to understand that, that there are going to be things that are going to come against you. There are gonna be trials and circumstances that you feel like you cannot make it through. And let me tell you why it feels that way. Because on your own, you cannot make it through those circumstances. If you're in situations and you feel like there's no way that I'm gonna make it through this, we need to check ourselves. I'm not saying you need to check your. We, myself included, need to check ourselves. Who are we trusting in? Are we trusting in ourselves? Are we trusting in humanity? And the things that that this world says that we need to do? Or are we putting our trust and our faith in God? You see, there are going to be things that we're going to go through and situations that we feel like we cannot handle. And it is because on our own we can't. But if we will turn to God, if we will put our faith and we will put our trust in Him, the strong tower, the solid rock, the cornerstone, the shield and the buckler, the horn of my salvation, the lion and the lamb, the one that that, that the psalmist says, I turn to the hill from which cometh my help. The one who is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we could ask or think the one, the one that in our time of need as we call out to him he hears our cry that whenever we feel like we cannot handle it whenever we find ourselves in a trial or situation, a circumstance, a problem a life predicament that we say I can't do this understand you were not designed on your own to handle that situation. But whenever we link up with God, whenever we link up with his ability, his strength, his power, his might, his authority over all things in heaven and earth, that we find that no trial, no situation, no circumstance, no problem, no life predicament will be there that we cannot handle with Him at our side. Amen. Do we have anyone who believes that tonight? Do we have some people that can say I remember there was a time Whenever I didn't know how I was going to make it But somehow God came through Whenever I begin to release that thing to God And say God I, I, I don't know what to do I, I, can't, I can't make this decision on my own I, I can't do this by my own might And we give it to him And let him do the work That God will always come through In our time of need Amen Amen but many times we will go to God as a last resort. It's part of humanity. I don't know why. I do the same thing. We'll, we'll have situations and, and 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 we we get into this DIY mindset that we have. If you can't figure it out, go to YouTube. There's some guy on YouTube that has done it. Okay? Need to change your spark plugs? Don't know where they're at? That's fine. There's a YouTube video of a guy with a camera under the hood telling you how to do it. Need to tie a bow tie? There's a guy on YouTube telling you how to do it. Well, we let that same mentality filter into our spiritual lives where we think there's nothing that I can't handle on my own. That this world has the answers for us. That we can find someone who can tell us how to make it when the whole time all we need to do is link up with God in a place of prayer in a place of consecration to give him what it is that we're going through and allow him to help us in our time of need no matter where you find yourself in life no matter what it is that you're going through you need to understand that you can survive it through the power of and the hope found in Jesus Christ I've, I've said many times That I don't know how people make it through Life as an atheist As an agnostic Not believing in God Not believing in His power, His authority His ability to work in their life How do they deal with sickness? How do they deal with pain? How do they deal with hurt? And honestly I believe That that is why we have Such a high rate of suicide in our lives today In our world today Because we have people that are trying to handle situations and life problems that they were not designed to handle on their own. That we have to have God on our side for us to be able to make it. We find in the life of the Apostle Paul that as we look at his life, that it's easy for us to focus on, on the highlights, the great things about who he was and, and what he did, the missionary journeys, the miracles. We find uh, in Acts 19 that God was performing extraordinary miracles through the life of Paul to the point that they were sending rags and handkerchiefs from his body to the, to the sick and, and that diseases were leaving them and that evil spirits went out. We find that he was bit by a viper and that it did not harm him and he just shook it off into the fire. We find over half of the New Testament written by this man and, and leading churches and going through all of these all of these miraculous things that happened in his life. And and we see that and we lift him up and, and talk about how great of a man of God and how great of an incredible ministry and the beginning of the church and all of the things, the missionary journeys and all the great things. But we've got to understand that through his life, while great things did happen, that there were many heartaches and trials that Paul faced. We find where Paul tried to overcome his own past throughout his ministry. Tried to overcome his own past of persecuting the church. He dealt with this the entire time that he was doing this incredible work. We can find places in scripture where he talks about trying to overcome his past. We find trials and circumstances while even doing the work of God where he's jailed. He's stoned. He's shipwrecked, hiding for his life at times. Paul, he gives a lengthy description of his troubles in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. He says, five times I received at the hands of the Jews the forty lashes, less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys, in dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers, in toil and hardship, through many sleepless nights, in hunger and thirst, often without food and cold and exposure, and apart from other things listen to this, this, this mighty man of God leading churches, missionary work there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches Paul went through some things he went through some trials some stuff that we probably can't even compare to we probably can't even hold a match to the things that Paul went through in his life But he never forgets where his strength comes from. He never forgets who it is that is able to bring him through all of the trials, all of the problems, all of the circumstances. Three times he was shipwrecked. After once, I don't think that I would be back on another ship, right? All of the circumstances, problems that he went through, He understood and he never forgot who his strength was and who brought him through it. Romans chapter 8, he says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? This This is the man that has gone through so much, so many struggles, so many problems. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, For your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. See, it's this shift in mindset that he had that kept him going. Where, while life would come against him, while the enemy would come against him, while trial was going on, while tribulation was happening, while our minds, his mind, would, would, would in, in, in no doubt in my mind that, that he would be turned around and flipped upside down and, and just unable to comprehend what all is happening, he kept a mindset of a fighter, of a warrior who knew where his strength came from. We are more than conquerors through him. Who loved us? For I am sure he was sure. This made up mind, I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul understood who he was. Not as a man, not as a man, but as a man working through the power and the authority of God. Philippians chapter 4, I believe, gives us the greatest insight into how Paul, the way his mind worked and the way he was able to make it through life's struggles and life's problems. He said, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly. Philippians 4 and 10 through 13, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Now that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned, here it is, I have learned, in whatever situation, I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger abundance and need and the scripture that's quoted so many times for so many different reasons says I can do all things through him who strengthens me Paul figured out who his, where his strength came from, Paul figured out who the person was, who the being was that was going to get him through his trials and his and his circumstances you see we use this scripture we use the scripture for the miraculous which Paul did Paul did the miraculous he did mighty works he raised a man from the dead once Paul did miraculous works but I don't believe in this scripture if we put it into context I don't believe he's talking about the miraculous. Whenever he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I think he's talking about knowing how to be brought low and how to abound. And in every circumstance, to learn the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. If I can just put maybe a couple words in his mouth here. In all of these things that I've gone through, I've learned the secret here. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's it's a new way to look at life. That while, while, yes, we can do the miraculous through Christ, through him who strengthens me. Understand also, you can make it through life through every circumstance whether you're on the mountaintop or you're down in the valley through everything that we go through we can make it through Christ through him who strengthens me our minds can't comprehend the things that may be happening in our life right now and we don't see any way out the places that that life will take us that we don't understand a prison in our mind second guessing who we are hungry and broke and unable to find purpose and having to make tough choices at times and as long as we depend in ourselves these places will not seem like anywhere that we can make it out of like destruction no way out But Paul said, through Christ, all things are possible. Not just the miraculous. There's a time and there's a place for that. But every day, you've got to get up out of your bed, set your feet down on the floor, and say, through Christ, I can make it today. Through His power, through His authority, through His might that I have, him who strengthens me is why I'm able to make it today. Why I'm able to face the trouble and the trial and the situation that I'm going through. You see, there's, a, there, there's another translation to that, to that scripture that says instead of I can do all things through Christ or through Him who strengthens me, it says I can bear all things. I'll just do, but I can bear all things through Christ who strengthens me. That whatever comes my way, whatever struggle I have, whatever situation I go through, that there is a God in heaven who hears my cry and will come down and help me through my time in need. Paul, Paul reveals to us the secret of making it each and every day depending on God to help us through our situations through our needs through our troubles and our trials Paul was made great because he learned how to abide in his weakness Sister Audrey if you want to come help me I'm, I'm coming to a close my time is up but Paul Paul learned how to abide in his own weakness As humans, many times, we try to cover up our weakness. We try to make ourselves seem better than really what we are. Make ourselves seem strong whenever we are not. 2 Corinthians 12 and 9 says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. God's power is perfected in our weakness. Whenever we can admit who we are and how weak we are and how little that we can do, (laughs) therefore I will boast all the more gladly in my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. What it's going to take is for us to understand that we are nothing. That in life whenever trials and situations and struggles come, that we have personally no power over that thing. But that whenever we can understand our weakness and who we are, that that's whenever Christ is made strong and he is able to show that strength through us.
1: And then we can look back on all the troubles, the trials, the situations that we've made it through and say, I can do all things. I can live on the mountaintop through Christ. I can live in the valley through Christ. I can live, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I can live there because I've got Christ on my side. No matter what it is that you're going through, whatever problem that you have, whatever need it is in your life, whatever struggle that you're facing, whatever turmoil is going on in your mind, understand that as long as you keep trying to fix it on your own, that you will never find a solution to your problem. Because we can't do things on our own. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? Amen? Do we believe that tonight? Stand with me if you will.